The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decision. Hi everyone, welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. Today on the program, I'm speaking with Linton Burns. Linton is the recently appointed CEO and Managing Director of Engineering Services Provider, Logicams Limited, who's listed under the ASX ticker code LCM. Linton, welcome to the program and congratulations on your appointment to CEO. Uh, thanks, Nigel. Um, pleasure to be here. Yep. Now, to start off, can you give us a, a just a quick snapshot of the size and scale of LCM, uh, like you know, headcount, number of customers, market cap, just uh, some of the basics. Yeah. So the the headcount is around four hundred and fifty um, team members. Uh, last year, revenue was uh, one hundred and seventeen million from memory. Um, the, the number of customers, uh, to be honest, yeah, um, probably be, uh, in the uh, 40 to 50 range, I uh, hazard a guess, um, and footprint across um, Australia, um, New Zealand, and and and, and the Pacific, um, in particular PNG. And yeah, you've got a market cap of around about 36 mil. Um, can you also tell us, uh, just in relation to that geographic regions that you operate in, how LCMs uh, activities are divided across Australia, New Zealand, PNG, Pacific? Yeah, so our, our main market is um, is Australia, or I guess then PNG and and New Zealand. So our prime market is Australia. Um, rough split is oh, I'd, I'd say seventy five percent of our revenues out of Australia, and the balance out of PNG and and New Zealand. Um, I guess what another way of looking at our split is across our industry sectors. So we are in three main industry sectors: hydrocarbons. Uh, minerals and metals and infrastructure and a rough split actually is around a third a third a third hydrocarbons may be a little bit higher mm -hmm. um, but roughly split a third a third a third across those three now um, I want to talk about the acquisition um, uh, and so I'll, I'll certainly be be coming back to that um, and that's the acquisition of OSD of course but uh, before that, I want to know just a little bit more about about you. So I understand you've had some experience not only with listed companies here, but also on NASDAQ. Can you tell us a little bit about your qualifications and professional experience and um, and what drew you into um, uh, this, uh, you know, this this area of engineering services? Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, um, by qualification, I'm a chartered accountant, but I actually haven't practiced as an accountant for Oh, I don't know, too many years now, maybe 25. I've been in business for a long, long while. Um, been very um, different industry, so spent a bit of time in media with the British Broadcasting Corporation in the UK back in the day. Um, spent some time with Equifax. Um, Equifax is a global credit referencing service provider. Um, I was GM in New Zealand for a couple of years with Equifax and spent some time in back in Europe as finance director. Um, and also finance director of Asia Pacific with Equifax. Yeah. And then um, I spent about 10 years with two listed biotech companies, um, 
prior to joining OSD um, as CFO and Chief Operating Officer. And it was with those biotech companies, um, both were listed on uh, the ASX and one, Progen Pharmaceuticals, had a dual listing um, on the NASDAQ and the ASX. Um, a lot of capital markets experience with biotech because you need to continue to raise uh, equity to fund your uh, R&D um, and a bit of M&A with um, those two biotechs as well. And, and I guess that's really what OSD was looking for. When I was looking to move away from biotech, and it was actually in the global financial crisis back in um, 2008, I just thought that um, uh, uh, capital was going to dry up in sectors like biotech because um, people were risk adverse back then. So I... Um, I was looking to um, move on and um, OSD was looking for an experienced CFO that had public capital markets experience and M&A experience and, and that's what they saw in me and I was up for a challenge. Um, so I moved across from biotech into engineering, um, yeah, almost uh, 11, 12 years ago now. And, and you're, of course, talking about uh, the company OSD, which you were also the CEO of. Um, and when I mentioned before this acquisition, of course, this is LCM's acquisition, and I'll get to that in a minute, of OSD. That's that's right, isn't it? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. From, a, from a transactional perspective, that is correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Linton, you and I have something in common. We're both chartered accountants, my friend. Oh. So um, now on uh, 28th of September, you're appointed as... Um, CEO and MD, uh, after serving on the board of LCM as the Director of Integration. Now, presumably this was so that you could steer the OSD transactions through. That's correct. So, yeah, so I was um, CEO and MD of OSD. Um, I've been in that, I was in that role from 2015 onwards until the, until the merger. Um, so OSD led uh, the merger. Um, we'd built up a relatively strong balance sheet. We had a couple of good years and we were discussing at the board level where we go to from from uh, there with the strong balance sheet. And Logic Cams was always on our radar because we're always operating in uh, the same space, albeit with complementary service offerings. Um, so um, I just put that proposition to the OSD board one day, one board meeting, that uh, maybe we, sh we should um, consider merging with uh, Logic Cams. And yeah. for a a host of reasons, um, the way the transaction occurred was it, it was actually known as a reverse takeover yeah. Um, because, yeah, LCM did the acquiring, um, yeah. but um, OSD took the majority equity. Let, let, let's, let's dive into that because I'm, I'm, um, I'm very interested in this particular type of transaction, this uh, backdoor listing or reverse takeover. Yeah. So I understand that the consideration um, paid by LCM to OSD was 15.5 million all in shares. Um, and that was about 10.5 million in the, you know, in the purchase price allocation, I think it was like 10.5 million in assets and 5 million in goodwill. Yeah. But OSD ended up with 59% of the issued capital of LCM and therefore control of the merged entity. And just for listeners who aren't aware, I guess it's that that change of control that happens when a small company buys a bigger one, that's, uh, that's this um, reverse, uh, reverse takeover, reverse acquisition. So, Linton, can you tell us a little bit, like, how long did it take to complete? You said that you had a conversation with the board and then, um, and then next thing you know, you listed. 
What, what were the steps in between? Uh, actually, it, it, um, yeah, it's not that simple as, um, yeah, um, definitely not that simple. It actually took more than 12 months. It took, uh, yeah, uh, 14 months or so um, from the initial conversations with um, the LCM board to actually consummating the transaction on uh, 28 June yeah. 2019. Obviously, a lot of discussions around what's the rationale and benefits, uh, a lot of discussion around valuation. Um, so that, that takes up a lot of time before you can you, you sign a term sheet and then you've got a whole period of due diligence. And due diligence was both sides because um, of the reserve reverse takeover. Obviously, LCM wanted and needed to do due diligence on um, OSD uh, because they were doing the acquisition and OSD um, rightly wanted to do due diligence on LCM because we were going to take the majority equity. So two forms of due diligence and then Logicamps needed shareholder approval. So they had to go and get a fair and reasonable independent assessment. Um, so that takes time. And then doing all the documentation and holding a shareholders meeting. Um, so there's a lot to it. Um, yeah, looking back, you think, well, where did all that time go? But yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, and then whilst we're doing the transaction, particularly the last few months, as you said um, earlier, Nigel, I had the role of transition director even before the merger was consummated, we did a lot of detailed planning around restructuring the business, removing some of the duplication in local office management and corporate uh, corporate office, um, so that we're ready to go with some transition and restructuring activities on day one. So well, one of the one of the transition activities and restructuring activities that I'm particularly keen to understand is uh, is your board. So um, can you tell us about how the board has been reprofiled um, post, um, uh, post the RTO? Yeah, yeah, so initially under the terms of the, of the transaction documentation, it was a, a two and two board. So two representatives from OSD, um, Brian O'Sullivan, the founder of OSD and, and myself, and Brian's uh, the largest shareholder. And then two representatives from the Logicans board and um, so two and two on day one, and we had always had the agreement where we we're going to go and get a fifth director. Yeah. Um, but I guess also we're, the OSD, we were very mindful that um, we needed to change some people out. So I guess we went through a process then of, of changing out a couple of directors, uh, the LCM directors, and appointing uh, a new board. So um, over the course of the last sort of uh, nine to 12, actually 12 months, um, we've refreshed the entire board. So Brian and myself came on and then we got um, Matthew Morgan, who's uh, very strong um, in capital markets and corporate transactions, um, XQIC. So Matthew came on as a non-exec director. Then we appointed a new chairman, uh, Philip Campbell, who's an experienced chair of ASX listed entities, including Fleetwood Corporation and Vmodo. Um, so very strong at the sort of professional director slash chair. Um, and then finally, just a couple of months ago, we appointed um, a very experienced uh, legal and uh, commercial legal um, director, Sarah Zelko. Mm -hmm. So we've refreshed the board, replenished the board, got a very strong board now with a lot of diversity. Um, so yeah, we've um, uh, done all that in the last 14 months. The board is now um, settled. Um, and now it's about working together well to, to grow the company into the future. 
Well, it looks to me, uh, for a, uh, from what I've read, that this looks like a very good acquisition for LCM shareholders. Um, so LCM now has, I guess, six service lines. Can you talk us through the segments and their relative contribution to the group? Yeah. So yeah, we've got six service lines. So in no order, asset management, competency training, uh, digital industry, pipelines, um, power or ENI and process part multidisciplinary. So with the combination of OSD and LCM, as I said earlier, they were very complementary. Um, so what the OSD brought to it was really around um, pipelines and multidisciplinary. Um, so asset management, I'll just go through them again and give you a bit of a, a feel for it. Asset management, probably one of the um, smaller um, business units, if you like, um, but it's it's got a, a lot of growth opportunity because a lot of assets have been built um, in Australia, particularly in Australia, particularly oil and gas assets over the last sort of uh, six to eight years, um, and also a lot of mining assets in WA. Um, historically, asset management has been Queensland centric, so we've got a um, focus on growing into WA and New Zealand. Mm. Uh, so it's managing existing assets, integrity management, um, asset uh, strategic asset management plans, critical spares, um, computerised maintenance management systems, those sorts of things. Uh, competency training, um, that's disclosed in our accounts. That does about six or seven million revenue um, uh, per annum. That's a registered training organisation. The best way to look at um, competency training is that it trains in the areas with which we provide engineering services. So that's around high voltage, around E&I, around control systems, um, around uh, pipelines as well. Um, we OSD had a training arm called Piped and we merged that into competency training. Um, so a lot of blue, um, blue chip clients, the clients that we serve from a service provider, um, engineering service provider perspective, we also provide, provide training to their operators. Digital industry is all around controls and automation. Um, so it's, there's a, that's a growth area for us because there's a lot of change going from analog to changing to digital digital control systems, um, SCADA systems. So um, yeah, growth area. Um, pipelines, which is the, the heritage OSD um, part of the business, which um, is uh, high pressure um, gas pipelines. Um, so, um, you know, OSD, I guess, was turning over sort of circa $40 million um, leading up to the merger. So that's the sort of uh, contribution that provides um, to the merged entity. So design and EPC of um, yeah, high pressure gas pipelines and also the operations. So we've got a pipeline asset services business as well, which is part of it. So it um, it operates and maintains the pipelines once they're built. Um, power is around E&I. E um, so yeah, the electrification of assets um, um, into, yeah, into most, mostly into mining and also oil and gas. And then multidisciplinary, it's all the other, it's, it's um, process, it's um, civil and structural, um, mechanical engineering. Um, so, you know, so sort of as a, multidisciplinary engineering team. It's all those um, engineering disciplines that can, um, yeah, perform the whole suite of, um, of, um, of the, um, the, the technical services. Mm, yeah. Well, look, uh, you know, there's some interesting um, 
specialisations that you've got there, uh, particularly around the digital and, um, and and asset management. I mean, um, although they may be relatively small contributors to the total group revenue at the moment, um, you know, what I understand about the sectors that you operate in, there, there should be um, considerable opportunity going forward. So what is the outlook uh, what's the outlook for some of the key industry sectors that you are, you know, primarily focused on? Yeah, sure, Nigel. So I guess one one of the things I'd like to highlight is that, you know, I guess the way we position ourselves as being a bit unique and different is that we actually provide whole-of-life services. So if you look at it from an engineering perspective, you know, we can get in on projects very early, conceptual, conceptual studies, and then do the front-end engineering and the detailed engineering, even um, perform EPC. But then our asset management arm and our asset services arm operate the assets once they're built and we can train the operators through our competency training. Um, so we are unique in that we truly provide whole of life services on, on the assets. Some of the, some of the growth um, is around um, some of the areas that um, digitalization, as I said before, is the change out from analog to digital. So there's a lot of activity in that, particularly in the infrastructure space at the moment. So we've got some uh, material size projects for us in um, digitalizing control systems for the for the water infrastructure for some of the state-owned government organizations. Um, and then also mining is, is very strong. Um, so particularly in the West Coast over in WA. Um, so yeah, with, um, with the impact of COVID, I think that Brazil has really struggled, Vale over there, which is the major competitor for Rio and Fortescue and BHP. Um, so the uh, iron ore prices held up very strong. So there's a lot of activity with those um, three iron ore producers uh, maximizing production at the minute. So there's a lot of work also yeah. there. Um, and then also asset management and pipeline asset services, all those assets being built um, they all, all need to be maintained and managed. Um, so we see significant upside there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of revenue and uh, well positioned for some growth and a, a re relatively modest market cap. What do you think uh, shareholders can look forward to over the next 12 months from, um, uh, from LCM? Yeah. So just uh, I'll go back 12 months. So I guess part of the the merger and part of my role as transition director was to um, maximise the benefits of the merger. So we took some costs out. We took about three and a half million of costs out of the business, paid down some debt. Um, so about getting the business back, you know, trying to strengthen the balance sheet, which we've done. Changed out the board, as I said earlier. Uh, we've changed out some of the management team as well. Um, so now it's about stability at the at senior management level and the board level, uh, and now executing on our growth. So. As I've just uh, alluded to, there's some good growth opportunities in digitalisation and also in the mining sector, um, but also continue to cross-sell. So, as I said, both OSD and LCM had complementary service offerings, so it's upselling to OSD clients, those service offerings that Logicans provide, um, and vice versa. So there's, there's some... Um, there's some good offside there we've realised already and there's more to go. I guess, um, so that's organic growth. Um, and then there's also, we're going to look at um, some M&A opportunities, um, which are, the way we're looking at it is bold on acquisitions. So 
our existing service lines. Can we strengthen some of those service lines in some of the markets where we're not strong? Um, so asset management, for example, you know, can we grow asset management in New Zealand and WA through a hold-on acquisition? Or um, can we um, um, find other opportunities, maybe in training, to bolt on some, you know, additional um, uh, training service offerings there? So just being very uh, strategic in our M&A and, &A and um, just focused on those bolt-on opportunities initially anyway. So that's where we see the growth coming from in the next um, 12 to 24 months. Well, Linton, it will be uh, interesting uh, as we watch uh, you uh, develop this and unfold this plan. Um, congratulations again on uh, the uh, finalisation of the merger uh, and I wish you all the very best. Thanks a lot, Nigel. Thanks for your time. Well, thank you to my guest, Linton Burns, CEO from Logicams, for joining us for this edition of Stock Doc. And you can stay in touch with us through our StockEd website and if you haven't already done so, Remember to subscribe to our twice daily newsletter for ASX market coverage, company profiles and industry insights.